Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of North Point Plus. This Th- is it. Does that mean we've done this for a year? This is a, this as of this episode is a full year of North Point Plus. Where's our par- party poppers and cake and everything? Uh, it'll be here <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on a Sunday because it's holiday weekend. Yep. And uh, I thought about that this morning. I was like, oh, it's a year of North Point Plus. I should. I don't have time to do that anything. <laughs> so we're celebrating spiritually. <laughs> knowing that the physical manifestation of that celebration will be later. <laughs> later at some point down the road. But maybe you didn't want to celebrate because maybe you didn't want a year of North Point Plus. Maybe not. You got it anyway. <laughs> we started with saying, oh, we'll just do it for a month. We'll see how it goes. And then we just kind of never stopped. And that's how yeah. ministry works. That's how like my diet starts. Where I'm like, ah, oh, just it's the holidays. I'll just eat bad <laughs> for this month. And then I turn around and it's April and I'm like, ah, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> the number of times I've tried to guilt myself out of like getting into a diet, and it's like maybe yeah. maybe it's just better if every day you have a cheat day. <laughs> <laughs> every meal. And then like yeah. every day you can just cheat a little bit and it's okay. Yeah. And that's how you got North Point Plus. Yeah, it goes from being like, well, it's Halloween. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's Christmas. You're like, oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> it's almost the weekend. <laughs> it's four o'clock. Yeah. Eat some pick me up. Exactly. So this is North Point Plus. This is our follow-up podcast. We get together every Sunday, and we just finished our Sunday gathering, and we're recording now to keep the conversation going, keep the fun going. Uh, you guys submit questions. We attempt some sort of answer to them, mm-hmm. and uh, that's North Point Plus. That's what we do. Cool. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are just kicking off uh, a new series called Better Together. It's a two-week series. And if you can't guess what it's about, we need to get better at naming things. <laughs> it's true. Because it's just about being together. Better together. Yeah. I made that hand gesture like 900 <laughs> times today. It's so together. It's such an organic together. pastoral. Yeah, right? <laughs> that one and like together. the hand here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you had the uh, you had the pleasure of kicking off our uh, our yeah. new series better together. What are we talking about in this series? Uh, well, get muddy, get messy, yeah, buy more insurance, <laughs> yes, and don't have surgery. I think that was the <laughs> takeaway today. Just a State Farm sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't, I left the name out the whole time <laughs> on know. that, but you know, because I'm not getting kickbacks for using their name, but you know. <laughs> There you go. We'll throw it on the podcast, though. There you go. That'll be the new. Yeah. uh, yeah, The real theme uh, was just the idea of, man, the importance of being together, like better together, connection, having that, having relationships, not trying to do church solo, not trying to do life solo. Uh, But, man, we weren't created to to be individual. We were actually created to be together. That's the whole point that the church, I think, was really established because you can worship, you can love, you can praise, you can study, you can do all of those other things on your own. But the reality is, it is better together. Yeah. So. Yeah, love it. That's what God's word says. So that's what we're gonna go with. That's that's how we do it. Um, so you kick things off today. We got a few questions that we cool. wanted to dive into, um, and so we're talking about this theme of togetherness. And uh, the big emphasis uh, that you had talked about was really like doing life together is not just coming to church. It's life groups. Yeah. Um, I think the, yeah. the phrase you used was you need a life group before you need a life group. Yeah. Stole that. I think that's a Chris phrase or Andy Stanley, <laughs> one or the other. Totally stole it though. Chris, Andy Stanley, they're basically the same. They're basically the same. same. Person. Yeah. Chris is going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you need a life group before you need a life group. So that's one of the ways that we do life together. So this question comes in 
It says, what do we say to the person who says they don't need to be in a life group? They're too busy. It's too mm-hmm. inconvenient. They've got stuff going on. Um, but they say that they're connected to the body because they come to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So we're obviously asking people to join life groups. Because yeah. That's what it like. Church is not just church on Sundays right. to be a part of the church, to be a part of the body is so much more than that. And a, and a huge component of that for us is life groups. Yep. What do you say to the person that says, ah, I got too much going on. I don't think I need to be in a life group. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you are connected to the body because you love and are following Jesus. Congratulations. Like, yes, absolutely. So coming to church on Sunday is a good thing. Like you have this innate connection as a believer. Um, cool. Like that's good. Right. And we would say, do those things you're missing out. Like that's the reality of it. The whole reason we do life groups is not because it's like you need more things in your life. No, we actually try to do less at North Point many times, um, comparatively speaking to other churches and other places, not that it's like right or wrong or other churches are bad, none of that stuff. But because we recognize the busyness and we like when we say, hey, we want you to do this because we think it's the best bang for the buck to be able to do that. And that's kind of where life group comes in because the reality is you truly do need a life group before you need a life group Um, because it's very easy to come in on a Sunday, get the word, get to be able to worship. But if you don't have connections with other believers, if you don't have that connection piece, and that's really what it's all about. Um, I I would advocate and say, man, having that connection, being in life group, having those relationships that it's just harder to get on a Sunday morning that is more important yeah like having those people in your life because you can be at a church and and for a lot of us we've gone through seasons of our life where we've been in church mm-hmm. but we don't know anybody right we don't have any connection um, and so you're basically going through it solo and it's not a it's okay at best right it's just got such a low ceiling on that yeah. so that when you hit those moments like we talked about today where you uh, tragedy strikes or you're struggling or you're just going down a bad path because yeah. you've made a lot of small bad decisions and nobody's there to say, yeah. hey, Mark, please stop doing that. You're going to really hurt yourself and a lot of people around yeah. you. You know, you need to have people speak that in your life. And we think that happens best in life groups. That's why we push that so much mm. um, because it's a natural phasing to do and because it builds off of what we do Sunday. We're all in this together. Like we're all kind of going in the same direction. Yeah. We have different styles and preferences and backgrounds and gifts and all this otherness that we get hodgepodge together to be the church that you would totally miss out if all you're doing is coming on a Sunday morning yeah. and being a part of it. Not saying coming on a Sunday is bad. We wouldn't do it if it was bad. Right. You know, <laughs> right. we would just push everybody into a life group and not do Sunday mornings. There is great benefit to that. Um, But man, you need so much more. And so there's a priorities thing I would say, get into it. Now look, there's seasons where things are going to happen in life um, and you may have to not be the right time to be in a life group. That's the exception, not the rule though. Right. Right. Like people want that to be the rule. You will always be busy. You will always have soccer games. Things will always be happening at work. You will always be traveling. You'll always have that cabin up north. You'll always have those things. You got to make it the priority to be able to say, no, my, I need people in my life. I need this investment. I need this because I I need people. We need people. Jesus needed people. The church needs people. The church is people. So yeah. Yeah. As you're talking, there's two things that popped in my mind and I'm saying these two things because I I will forget the other one. So you Mm -hmm. can hold me accountable. (laughs) Uh, It's experience and values. So one is if you're coming to church on Sundays um, and you're not really getting connected in anywhere else, you're not really plugging in, investing anywhere else. It's really difficult 
to stop yourself from falling into the trap of church just becoming this experiential thing where I'm most concerned about the the experience of church. I come in, I sing the songs, I listen to the message. Depending on how my experience is with those things, that impacts my view of the church. Um, So if we sing a song I don't like negative experience if we if if i hear something in the message that convicts me negative experience um and then you just start to view your life through that lens of experiential evaluation um because you don't have this relationship with the church so again is there a way to come to church on sundays and do that well yes not saying that not saying that if you only come to church on sundays that you're not a real christian not what i'm saying right but you it's much easier to fall into that trap of experiential evaluation and that's Mm -hmm. dangerous for us which leads me to the second piece, which was values. I did remember it. You did. Props. I was ready. I was ready. No, I know. I saw it. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, is values that you make time for what's valuable to you. So if we look at our lives, like you said, everybody's busy. Everyone has stuff going on. Everyone, if you look at your week, now that we're out of COVID and weeks have started to fill up, like all of our weeknights are full of something, and you start to look at, you know, you've got your Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday. It's like every evening there's something going on there's a practice there's an event there's a dinner there's a thing going on and i'd say especially for families yeah your kids will start to notice what you prioritize mm. so are we prioritizing sports in our family that's not a bad thing to prioritize sports like sports are important um, are we prioritizing schooling are we prioritizing extracurricular stuff friends family all this stuff and if church continues to take a back seat to that that life groups are just not important because we have to go do something else. Yeah. Um, again, like you said, there's seasons where you might have to push pause on one thing to push play on another thing. That's fine. Um, but over time, you will set that standard in your family, and your family will observe, mm-hmm. oh, I, I see what's important to my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Caught over taught is the hugest principle I think yeah. you can get in parenting. And if you can get kids to catch on the importance of community, catch on the importance of uh, not just having consumer Christianity on a Sunday morning, but a relational yeah. Christianity like Jesus intended, the Bible says, like, man, if you can teach that early, yeah, that's a foundational that's a thing. Game changer. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Awesome. Good question. Uh, last question. We got two questions, so it'll be a shorter podcast. It's good for your holiday week. Hey, there a you bit, go. A little bit shorter. You got more time to go into your life group. Hey. So, <laughs> you see how I turn that around? <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, Jake, you said in your message that there are no unimportant roles or members, mm-hmm. but it often feels like there are unimportant roles. Yeah. How can I find significance in the often overlooked and unseen roles and actions. So you yeah. talked again in your message about being a part of the body. There are no unimportant parts of the body. So in the in the body of Christ, regardless of where you serve, regardless of where you are placed, it's not that that role is unimportant. Why is that? When it seems like, hey, if it's if I'm just holding open a door, it seems like that's less important than Jamie leading worship on a mm-hmm. Sunday or someone teaching uh, kids' world ministry stuff. Like it seems like there's this kind of tiered level of importance. How do we? How do we remove that perspective and replace it with what's right? Yeah, so good. So, like, I love that First uh, Corinthians twelve that Paul actually talks about this and just says, like, "Hey, the body parts that uh, we think are not important are the ones we actually care more of. The body parts that uh, are more private are the ones that we like put more effort into covering and doing all this other stuff. Like, we put this special into our physical body, and it's the same with our church body. That that's yeah. the reality. So it might not be the face, it might not be the arm or the whatever kind of thing in, in our church body. But like, there is so much value to these things, and I think at times we get lost on what the actual task is. 
mm. as opposed to like what it is that is being accomplished through that, like who we're doing it for, how God is using that, how, how that matters. I think of my grandmother about this all the time. Um, man, when she passed away, I can't tell you at her um, service and people would come down beforehand and, and like the visitation or wake or whatever you refer to it as like, it felt like every other person came and told me of a card that they got from her mm. because my grandmother just wrote cards. So like if you were in the newspaper and ever did anything that wasn't like a felony, for instance, um, <laughs> but you accomplished something, uh, she would cut it out of the paper. She would write a card. She'd put it in there with it and she would mail it to you. If she knew that you uh, were sick or, or whatever it might be, she would write you a card and she mail. Like she just did that all of the time because uh, as she got older, there were a lot of things my grandmother couldn't do. There was a season when she could teach kids. There was a season when she could uh, hold open a door. There was yeah. seasons when she could make coffee. There was a seasons when she could do so many things, but as she got older, she couldn't do that, but she could still write cards. And so she did all of the time. I mean, I don't know who her postman probably knew, like <laughs> whatever that was in the flags up every day and he's yeah. delivering out uh, more than he's ever given to her. And she just wrote cards all the time. Mm. And it was incredible the difference that that truly made in people's lives, mm. that they remembered that. You know, we always talk as speakers like, People don't remember our talks. Yeah. Like at some point in time, like what's the thing I can get you that will like fit in your subconscious yep. and change your like habits and lifestyle to grow closer to Jesus? Because you're not going to remember 99% of <laughs> right. what I say <laughs> of the hundreds of times that you may hear us speak or whatever. Right. But they knew what was written on those cards. Mm. They knew what was a part of that, you know, holding a door when somebody comes in, man, there are people that are really nervous about coming to church. Like we do it all the time. So we're not as nervous. Right, like we right. don't feel that, but the ability for somebody to open up a door, yeah. smile, look you in the eye and say, good morning. Like you are setting a tone for somebody's church experience that they're nervous about coming into. Will they yeah. be accepted? Will they be loved? Will they whatever? Having coffee that's a part of those kinds of things, something that you know you can hold on to that's warm, like a thing. Like there's something about holding things, especially when we're nervous, yep. that that creates a stuff. Having uh, the ability to do check-in when the somebody's checking in for the first time and the printer malfunctions and has whatever, and right. it's the ability for somebody to come down and solve your problem for you. Right. You know, we talk, um, um, the clans, um, shoot. <laughs> Maxine? Ma Maxine, uh, her husband. Yeah, Rob. Rob, thank you. Rob Clan. Uh, it was a beautiful thing at Rob's funeral. Oh, I was yeah, listening yeah. To, Ra, uh, to Rick talk about um, him coming and just pulling weeds out of the parking lot yeah. all the time. Yep. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because the reality is, for those of us that are used to being around this property all the time, we don't always see the weeds. Yeah. If we're just being honest, we don't see chip paint, we don't see weeds, we right. don't see whatever. But Rob made a special effort to notice those things so that people, when they would come, would see something beautiful and not be distracted by weeds so that things wouldn't be run down. And because he cared enough about his church and he cared enough about people feeling comfortable to hear about Jesus, like yeah. those aren't small things. Right. Those are beautiful things that everybody has a role and a purpose. And so utilizing it and knowing what your gifts and talents and abilities and what you can do in different seasons of life. Like yep. maybe it's not playing with kids. I hope it is. I love children's ministry. I want everybody to be a part of children's ministry yep. because it's fantastic. And because I see it through the eyes of my three-year-old, mm. but maybe it's pulling weeds. Maybe it's sending cards. Maybe it's making coffee. Yep. Maybe it's sending encouraging text messages. And Jesus is in that. Yeah. He's in those things. He really is. Yeah, yeah. I think that where you ended is is that that for me is what helps the most with the perspective of you know in especially in the in the course of my life, um, 
uh, I often joke that like you kind of become different body parts <laughs> for yeah. the body of Christ. Yeah. Like sometimes you're That's a hand, good. sometimes you're a foot, sometimes you're a mouth, sometimes yeah. you're a backside because you're mm. an idiot yeah yeah <laughs> uh but the, your roles kind of change and i think the thing that's helped me in those transitions of you know uh moving from uh, a more front-facing role to a more behind-the-scenes role to a more like no one even knows this role exists type yeah. of thing is who am i doing it for i'm not doing it for me if i'm doing it for me that's a problem <laughs> that i need to address yeah i'm doing it for the lord yeah um, i'm doing it to serve God to worship God so you can worship God through making coffee through pulling weeds through singing on stage through speaking and and teaching in kids ministry to holding babies in the nursery like that is worship like that's a way of praising God of of showing others who God is Uh, and so it's it's that has always been helpful for me of, of having that perspective that I'm not doing this if I'm doing this for me then I shouldn't be doing it at all yeah um and so recognizing that it's about who it's for and then also understanding that it, it god often shifts his people around into different body parts like mm-hmm. there's a time where it's really helpful for you to serve as the hands and feet and to go and serve and be be that role and some people are the mouth where you are speaking and mm-hmm. you are speaking to people's lives and you're influencing some people are the eyes that you're seeing what's going on and you're trying to direct what other people should be doing um, and so for me to cling so tightly to one role that god has placed me in now yeah, robs God of the glory that can come from me shifting into another body part, another role in the church, and yeah. serving faithfully in that way as well. Well, and and the reality is, it's there is no small role in the idea of like I think about uh, the decor that we have in children's ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where like you know I talk to some people that do it, and they're like, yeah, I'm just you know hanging stuff up or doing this or that there, and. It's like, no, 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 guys. I, I had a little period of time here recently where I was had to do the decor. <laughs> Y'all, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah. That is a talent. That is an ability. Like yeah. it may feel small to you or whatever, because it's behind the scenes, it's cutting things out, it's whatever. I can't do that. Like if I'm just being honest with yeah. you, I can't do that. Right. Like I can't, I don't have the eye, I don't have the skill set, yeah. I don't have the whatever to do it. You know, our church doesn't benefit with me doing decor. But it does somebody else. Our church doesn't benefit with me leading worship, but it does with somebody else, you know? So, like, there are no small things. And I say that having tasted burnt coffee before. So, like, (laughs) there are no small tasks to be able to do and do well when you have the time and ability and the season to do it. Yeah, and that's why I I love that uh, the Apostle Paul uses the analogy of the body Mm -hmm. because it's such, it's so, it fits so well. Because when you think about, like, what part of your body would you like to go without <laughs> like right. i'm trying to think of like insignificant parts of the body as like the back of your knee <laughs> like yeah. who cares about that who yeah. cares about like the inner part of your elbow like these are parts that we think aren't necessary but as soon as you remove it you find that you've removed this essential piece of the body for everything to work and function properly and that's why it's such a good analogy for yeah. what the church is supposed to be like is that even if it you think it is this insignificant thing like scrubbing toilets or holding doors or directing people in the parking lot like I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to through my years in church that have said like oh the reason I felt so welcomed at your church is because someone said hi in the parking lot yeah it's like that's so insignificant in our minds right. like who anyone can do that and right. that's, the, that's the point yeah. is that anyone can do yeah. that like yeah that makes such a big difference it so really does uh, yeah, so how do we find significance in those often overlooked or unseen things? I think it's speaking the truth to that, that they are s- significant, yeah. even if our dumb American brains are like, no, the significant thing is being on stage, 
being the main focus like that's what it means to be significant and yeah. it's like no like we're, we got to remember that we're operating in the kingdom of god which is upside down yeah especially from american christianity so it's it's holiday weekend so things get a little weird at times <laughs> when you're like with volunteers or things yeah. like that things happen yep. things whatever um and it was so incredible to me as i'm getting ready to teach this that before the first service today I had to go into the auditorium and have like two close friends to be able to walk up and say hey guys can you help me mm-hmm. like like we have so many kids on this part of it like it would just be so much more beneficial to have another person in this room yeah yeah absolutely gone Psh, they go they do they love it's huge because they get it man yep. they get it and they know that the opportunity to serve and the opportunity to plug in and use their gifts and talents and abilities yeah it, it People didn't have to have their little ones in service and the parents could have a break to, yep. to listen and pay attention or their kids are getting a lesson about Jesus that they're taking this craft home in a card yeah. with a Bible verse that they can put on their fridge and work with that a teacher has already taught them the hand motions to mm. and got to have more one-on-one time, more whatever time because they served. Yeah, They plugged in. They were their part of the body and the rest of the body benefited because yep. of it. It's incredible. And yeah, to, I think the last thing I would, I would emphasize is that that's, difficult yes that's inconvenient yeah that's a last minute change there's all these things that come up but i think the analogy that you brought up in your message was so relevant that those muscles in your dad's body learned to compensate for weakness that that just wasn't there to sustain it yeah um and that's i think the beauty of the body of christ is that you have those moments that are incredibly difficult like the muscle wasn't initially designed you could say to support it that way but it just learned and it did anyway to do it because that's what the body needs. And that's so, that's so important for us. And I think yeah. we miss that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That's all I got. Cool. <laughs> those, are all, those are all the questions. Me so, too. Uh, anything you want to leave people with as no. we start better together and head into the next few weeks? Yeah, we got one more week of better together and then we're going to jump into that experience in God. Um, man, it is a deep study. So like if we're just being honest, yeah. what is being asked of you uh, is a challenge. Yeah. And so you want to talk about like priorities and getting stuff together. Uh, there will be times you're going to look at it and you're going to go, man, I got to pay money for the book. The book is intense. You want me to be in a group every week? Yeah. Like you want to meet every week on this kind of thing? Uh, he, my encouragement is uh, get messy. Yep. Do it anyway. I know it's hard. I know it sounds like that. Uh, it's so much better what's on the other side. So invest, try it out, be a part of it. Uh, it may seem like a lot at first, but it's good. There is so much goodness in this, guys. That's why we're doing it. So, like, just trust it's good. And if you're willing to put in the time, you're willing to put into there, you're willing to join the group, uh, you're willing to get messy and honest with yourself, it will pay off. It will be so good when we hit week 13 weeks, that 13th week after the series is done, and you look back and you're going to think, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, it's an, and uh, yeah, if, especially if you're not familiar with the study. I'm, yeah. Get the book as soon as possible and just read through the first week. You can cheat and you can work ahead. Yeah, we'll allow it. I I would challenge you to just go through that first week and be like, it's super, super good. The yeah. content in the book is just like really good, really thoughtful, lots of good challenging questions that like I was sitting here reading and being like, oh my gosh, this is so... This is so beneficial, and I'm only one week in yeah. in my like cheating ahead study because that's the type of person that I. Yeah, am. <laughs> I like it. It's gonna be <laughs> fun. It's great. It'll be lots. It'll be lots of fun. Yeah. So, uh, all that information is in the mobile app, so you can see the life groups that are there. There are new life groups that are specifically starting for experiencing yep. God. So, if you are not in a life group yet. Check out the mobile app. Uh, go to the announcements tab and, and click on the Experiencing God groups. Uh, those are new groups that are available for you. Check those out. Sign up for them. That'll be a ton of fun. Jake, thanks for your time. Yeah, of course. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. You're watching this after the holiday weekend, yeah. so I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah.